Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Welcome, Snow Raven, to the Limitless Soul podcast. So beautiful to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for invitation. Yes. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. I've been listening to your music all morning and I feel I live in Michigan in the United States and surrounded by all of the, all of the blooming flowers and the trees and all the birds are out and just listening to your music and nature was so, ah, so lovely. So lovely. Beautiful. I would say, um, we all have music inside of us. And that's often, quite often, nature sings through mm. us, our ancestors. So. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start off by reading <clears throat> your vision because I was reading through this and I thought, wow, it was so beautiful and it really touched me. So I wanted to read it for everyone who's listening. Um, Snow Raven, my vision. To rise to this epic global challenge, I hold the vision of all peoples bringing their spiritual technologies, leadership, consciousness together into a single unified heart. The Saka, they say that right? Saka. Saka. Wisdom of Kutsur Mm -hmm. embodies the infinite expanse within which each human consciousness exists. So I guess to start, um, would you want to share a little bit about um, what you've been up to? I know you've been traveling and sharing your music and your gifts, and but you're from um, somewhere pretty far away from where I am. So maybe start with where you're from and um, what that was like and the journey that you've been on of sharing all of these this beautiful um, music and gifts with the world. Thank you. Thank you again for having me and um, having a possibility to share ancestors' wisdom and knowledge um, through the sound. You know, when we speak, we also use uh, vibration frequencies. Um, I was born in uh, Republic of Sakha-Yakutia. It's the official name of my homeland. Republic of Saha. So we call ourselves as a Saha people, but when Russians discovered us in 17th century, they gave us name Yakut people. So it became Yakutia. And it is situated on, in Russia, in northeast part of Russia, the biggest area and the most remote, the most cold inhabited area in the world. Wow. So if it was an independent country, by itself, it would be the sixth largest in the world. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's a uh, about um, sixty square miles, sixty million square. Oh, oh my goodness! It's huge! Wow! It's very cold there, so oh. the winters can go to minus ninety six by Fahrenheit. That was the world record um, for inhabited areas. And uh, on the contrary, during the summertime, it's very hot. It can go to um, 100 above. So we we live in that very extreme weather conditions. Mm -hmm. And um, so I grew up, I was born in a small village with 600 people. And um, it's a little bit away from Arctic Ocean. Um, It's more forest taiga area. Uh, because we have also tundra area where there are reindeers and the reindeer herders and nomadic people. So we live together and our genes are blended too. Um, so we have a lot of tribes living in Republic of Sakha-Yakutia, but the major indigenous people are Saka people. And we are over uh, 500,000 now, 
but before we were really, really small, but then we mm -hmm. spend it. Um, and um, uh, so 18 years, I was living in my small village called Uskule, which means the lake of the blacksmith. Um, and my great, great grandfather was actually blacksmith working with the metal, gold, silver and iron. Um, and it's very, very um, big culture tradition in my in my Saka culture, um, the blacksmithing. And you can see this beautiful jewelry here. That's it's so beautiful. And uh, yeah, and then today I would like to also share with you the sound of the mouth harp. This is came from there from the blacksmith. And then um, I moved when I was 18 years old. I graduated from secondary school with the golden medal, which is the best um, student. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I went to world economy, which is completely uh, in that time was uh, different than what I was doing because music was music. It's in my blood. And since I was three years old, I even two and a half, I was singing traditional songs. My grandmother taught me how to sing traditional songs that I can participate in shamanic ceremonies of the summer solstice. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then uh, music was always guiding me. It was my passion. And then I, uh, five years I, I, I was in the city, um, in Yakutsk city, which is the capital of my homeland. And, um, and then after that, I started to travel. Uh, when I was 23, I, I left my nest moment, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the big world opened up to me because of music, because of singing, because of, you know, the guidance of the spirits and mm -hmm. my ancestors. So and four years ago, I moved to the United States uh, to build the bridge between my culture, between indigenous cultures and uh, Western culture. So here I am. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful to hear um, the music just moving through your veins, moving through your blood, and so naturally um, sharing it with the world and, and externalizing it for us to receive. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that, with um, letting the music come out and letting the, 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 the natural rhythms and vibrations move through. Um, in your culture, is that just common? Everyone uh, is pretty attuned to their voice, or is that something special that you um, you received? So, I would say what my grandfather told me um, is um, Saka people because of these harsh weather conditions, they're very close to nature. Mm -hmm. And um, before Christianity, the Orthodox Christianity came to us in 17th century, um, the shamanism, uh, Saka shamanism was the leading lifestyle. It's not even religion, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so singing Toyuk traditional song, what my grandmother told me, it was in the heart of each Saka person. And each Saka person um, uh, could travel from one dwelling to another, like visiting neighbors, for a couple of days because the uh, the place is huge and density of people is small. So <laughs> a few of us living in that area, right? Before yeah. other other nations came, and um, it, so the tr to travel to the neighbors it took three days on horse or bull so poor people couldn't afford the horse that's why they they would they were riding bulls and uh, so i came from the horse herder herders clan let's say i'm not a reindeer herder but in deep ancestry i might have some reindeer herding uh clan too because we're all mixed in that area and um so each person uh, was a singer. Each person um, could ride the horse and tune into rhythm of the horse uh, mm -hmm. walking or running, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it takes people into altered, like meditative state that they connect 
to the nature. They they start to describe the surrounding, the environment, and beautiful landscapes, the nature, forest, insects, and plants, and birds, and animals, what they see. And um, um, so tuning with the horse rhythm and singing, we call that uh, the Gereng style. And there is uh, the main Toyuk, which is the more, uh, Toyuk has more like, um, um, I call that natural, like a indigenous beatbox because <laughs> they didn't have a percussion or rhythm uh-huh. because they were riding horses. And they would do the rhythm with a special um, interesting singing technique, which is called Kalhach. And it, it's like a, do you hear that? Like a yodel, uh-huh. like yodeling, but the, the difference between yodel and Kalhach, yodel is in the head. I can feel it on my scalp, the resonation, but our resonation is in the chest and coming from belly. Mm. So like a three world of us is connected. The belly part, it's around root chakra and sacred chakra sacral chakra and then the heart area the anahata area and the 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 head it's well balanced head sound coming in and out and it creates the rhythm and then you hold the fun uh fundamental um chanting and on top of that you add a little bit rhythm on the horse or bull so it sounds like So I'm just chanting the vowel, right? Mm. But in general, person describes, weave the poetry and lyrics, channeling, completely channeling with the with the energy and the universe, and um, create the poetry mm. at the same time while they're writing. So it becomes like a jebo. So it's it's gone it, it is going like on and on and repetitive. It's like a mantra that the, mm. the um, melody is like a mantra, but the the lyrics are endless. Mm. And it always starts from the jebo part because that opens up the channel that puts you into that state. And it's like a dogma. And then after that, the improvisation comes out. That's basically what I teach to people. Wow. Open up. And then I believe that everyone can sing. Everyone has own own voice. Even when we speak, we sound, we, we sing, but it's a narrow vocal range. It's mm. the, not like a like a huge and then saka saka singing is um, very helpful to open up the mother voice we call that um, and um, because it comes from the belly so you feel the resonation connected with all the chakras but um, the resonation in the chest but the breathing comes from the belly as like a source of energy right and um, yeah this morning i have very very calm and gentle voice because I need to like a warm up and come like, eh, eh, right? So it's there are a lot of different timbres of the voice depending on the mood and state of us um, connected to the time of the day. Mm-hmm. Like in the morning what we have, um, we started at 10.30 a.m. here in the Pacific time. And my voice is more gentle because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's still in the opening of my, you know, my 
body to the to the sun right and then towards the like a lunchtime or afternoon my voice is going to be really powerful and, <laughs> and then towards the end of the day it becomes also very gentle and preparing myself for the sleep so for me singing it's actually um recognize recognition of ourself mm-hmm. um, our state our mood our emotions and um connecting to the whole universe because I believe the whole universe is like this mycelium web in my background. It's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. That's the role of the voice for me. When you um, sing with specific animals, do they respond in different ways? Like um, if you do the reindeer, uh, does does that resonate with them in a, in a certain way? Do they respond in a certain way? So... The uh, mimicking birds and animal sounds came to me since I was also like three, four years old. Mm-hmm. I, um, I used to go to the forest um, alone and kind of connecting, listening first and then trying to understand their life and uh, imagining what does it feel like to be a bird or animal and um, trying to talk to them and hear, hear something from them back. Um, so the nature was my teacher and um, the um, mimicking gives me uh, this entering their realm, but you have to be very careful because you don't want to disturb their kingdom, right? Mm. You ask permission first. And then that um, permission comes from the connection so you you see you make it sound you try to talk but then you see their reaction they might be very defensive or protective or very playful and welcoming you and then when they're welcoming then you can start singing with them like you have this dialogue you know uh, back and forth i usually have it with the cuckoo birds they're very um they're very open and cuckoo birds are sign of the spring and it sounds like and then they answer right and then my totem animal which is the raven and um i've been connected to them so much since i was a little kid too and i I used to, you know, I, I used to eat raw meat, and this is our traditional diet, right? Like raw fish and raw meat. And uh, um, so I was always sharing it with the raven. <laughs> they, they also eat meat. And I would put it, and they would come, and I just walk, uh, watch them. And um, also, beautiful connection. I have a very beautiful memory of my childhood. When it's minus 90, um, I would go out, just open the door and go out for five seconds to take a, to inhale the frozen, the fresh air. Mm. Uh, and uh, I opened the door without fur coat or anything, the winter coat, I just come out like this and cool. take a deep inhale and then go back. But in one of those moments, I heard, because it's invisible, the, the, air is foggy it's a frozen like a fog mm. one meter and you cannot see anything like three feet away and you it's you're blind but then i could hear the the uh, raven flying above me and they do the winter sound so it's very different than the summer sound like summer sound is like somebody screaming in the forest <laughs> a woman screaming and then there is an autumn and spring sound more like and then there's a mating sound which is so so it's it's really uh, ravens are very intelligent and they are a sign of mental death and rebirth mm-hmm. they're very mystic mystical bird and they usually uh follow the shaman they they help shaman and um, I've been denying my name for four years because it was given by shamaness, Udan. Shamaness, it's a female um, a woman shaman. And um, more you 
resist is persists. Coming to me and had to deal with the energy of Raven. Mm. It's like rebirth and death, or death and rebirth. It's a mm. cycle, right? So, and then when I accepted it a year ago, so I just felt fully that I can fly fully, and then I felt my wings spread out. Uh, because before they were wet and that's how I started my solo career too with a name my spiritual name Swar in Saha uh, which means snow raven mm. and, uh, yeah so the ravens are very survival they don't migrate they stay in minus 96 with us and nest in the forest in minus 96 I'm like whoa how you <laughs> wow God. You know, and um, some of other um, local birds who stay uh, for the winter, they're very close to um, to the people. They live under like a rooftop. There are some other birds who, um, like a habju, they do sounds like like very funny sounds. Yeah. Uh, they also uh, st um, they also stay. In the winter time and they actually go under the snow oh and they're white and they're fatty they're really funny <laughs> and uh, but the, the ravens they don't get fat it's just like a, they're black and very elegant and you know like uh, um i really like uh, connecting to the ravens and um there are a lot of other birds like a sign of this summer elie it's uh, more like a brown brown kite and they do sound um, very high pitch. So, and then when we see they're soaring up in the sky, we feel, oh, this is the summer, you know, summer mm -hmm. came to my home. So we don't have this like a, like in the Gregorian calendar, um, May something, and then yeah. this is summer. It's more like a connecting to the birds coming. Yeah, the cycle cycle and then, because they feel the air they feel the temperature first yeah. and then we, we can see them and recognize and um there you ask about the reindeer so reindeer i, I told i didn't grow up with the reindeers but i ride the reindeer and uh i i was in these areas in art more like towards arctic ocean in tantra mm -hmm. area I, can, I get connected to nomadic people too and then when i ride um, um, a reindeer for the first time it had a strange sound <coughs> and I was what he's doing I thought that he's farting <laughs> <laughs> and it was his breathing mm. and then it, it also synchronized with the with the um, hoofs um, yeah, yeah with the with the hoofs with the rhythm of the running or walking and it does hey <laughs> And that's a basic rhythm, right? The rhythm of the reindeer breath. Then it's a traditional. And then I started to do more complex rhythms with that, like like a short version of oh, Arctic Lux. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, listening to the, to music in this way is so different than listening to things that are so um, contrived or contorted. You know, it's like the voice and then contortion and hearing it in the raw, like you were saying, just pure. 
coming from, you can feel the, the energy of, of it moving through you and, and, and meeting us. And it's just spectacular. It feels so good. It feels like, um, like a knowing, like, I don't know, like there's no words for how it feels, but it moves you. It makes you feel powerful and strong and brave. And like, you want to do something like listening to the, to the reindeer beatbox. I'm like, all right, how much time we got left, uh, in this, in this life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like snow Raven just inspired me. I got to do everything now. Let's go. No time to waste. Um, it's just a really powerful energy coming through. Thank you. Yeah. That's, I, I think what I hear from people as a testimonials and sharing their, um, their experience after the concerts or my ceremonies, um, they most of the time saying like you that they they feel um, they they feel that the nature comes through them mm. and and inspire them to do actions mm-hmm. for the nature for the humanity mm-hmm. right and I I assume that it, I feel it um, it steeps in DNA it's not something I'm giving it's actually you awakening your inner shaman inner healer and inner teacher was which is in your deep dna coming from your ancestors mm. so um imagine our ancestors thousands millions years ago and then like it started from somewhere and then we ended up being today sitting and looking at each other's face and then <laughs> I, I i can see my thousand years old ancestors eye or nose you know, it's that their pieces are here in my body. And I, I'm holding that vast of information of my ancestry as a DNA, maybe deeper than DNA than where science doesn't have access to yet. And and then it comes through the sound. And uh, so that's why I think it's more like a, a reminder. Yeah reminder and as an inspiration but the main power comes from you it's it's awakening your dna i think that's what it feels like is almost like cells turning on or things things returning back into like um if if we could look inside of our our energy and it feels a little chaotic like moving around not really knowing where to go because there's so much stimulation and confusion you know consuming what's happening in our world and in the perception of it and hearing something so pure and natural that is um, where we came from and who we are, it just seems to give it like order and some harmony and balance inside, but with a direction. Like when you're um, doing some of the birds or different animals, it feels a different way, like a organization in a different way. And then you hear the reindeer and it gives you this other different uh, memory and so powerful and, and clean. It feels so clean and, and, and honest and pure, you know, like, um, like truth. Yeah. Because, because the na- in the nature, everything is clean and pure. Mm-hmm. Even, even when the predators, yeah. like a wolf takes the reindeers, it's mm-hmm. pure, right? It's clean mm-hmm. because it's survival. It's the, the way how nature designed everything that is so complex but yet very simple too Mm -hmm. my understanding and the darkness the death it's a part of cycle and then taking it as a part of cycle and the wholeness not evilizing in my um, perception or not the, the the energy that i have to you know i am afraid from and i have to push it away or run away from that I I rather try to face it and learn how to coexist Mm. with with the darkness of you know within me and in the world so you mentioned that in a modern society we're consuming it's a consumer society right Mm -hmm. and uh, I I believe that there's always a balance even there's a darkness going more you know like it, it it is dominating it always will balance out with the light so it's like a, it takes time and it's in a, in a cycle there are small cycles like um in my cell 
or even in my molecules uh, they they die and 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 being born so fast and mm-hmm. then cells are slower than that and then um, there is the whole cycle of blood renewing the organs renewing right and there's the cycle of uh, biorhythm like they, they there is a day and night it's in a cycle and then weeks and then months and then years and decades and centuries and it's just like a, there are big cycles and uh, sometimes some of the bigger cycles take bigger time like mm-hmm. a longer time and then that's why we we think oh this is very dark and we are going we're heading towards the bottom it feels really um kind of trapped and then um that actually gives you um a power when you come out from your comfort zone yeah you want to take actions you want to change the environment where you are or your perception so that that is where the balance starts the light comes out and then it starts to you know uh, fulfill the harmony Mm. and for me it's a it's kind of um, how um, during the night we surrender and sleep our body surrenders right to the moon energy yeah and when there is a dark time we also need to learn what is this darkness about in the the middle of like we don't say I don't want to sleep this is dark I don't want to sleep like and then the whole night you're with open eyes like this you don't <laughs> hurt yourself right mm-hmm. After a couple days so you kind of your body knows how mm-hmm. to work with that darkness as a night and then in the in the lifetime we also have those darknesses and we need to kind of at the same time relax in that darkness and in the relaxation we will find the solutions how to wake up mm-hmm. so it's very interesting for me to practice that being nowhere and everywhere at the same time being relaxed and energized at the same time and it's all about the shamanism that's the main concept of the shamanism yeah and in the is it saka 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 it's a yeah um, the name of my culture the air earth and mother is that the the main foundations do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah it's here we see kutsir 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 yeah kutsir temple of shamanism and science we named our temple that we're giving birth these days um so the kutsir um contains two words as you see it's a saka words right and it's mm-hmm. the um main one of the main concepts of the saka shamanism um and kut kut means um you would say it's a essence of everything as a spirit or energy a lot of religions talk about energy right a god or we have own understanding and perception of the energy and embodiments of the energies and in kut it's um there's no english translation for that but the closest one probably would be a spirit and uh, kut is um um, kutsur contains three kuts inside. So one is um, borkut, which is everything tangible and physical. So my body is borkut. Cells and molecules, they're borkuts. But they're more sophisticated, the uh, energy which is unseen to our eyes, right? Our eyes can see only the larger objects and a light reflected from them like i see you because i see your organ which is skin the largest organ but i cannot see your cells mm-hmm. right or I, I cannot see the molecules you're contained from or even smaller like uh, atoms electrons neutrons and neutrons and particle of god they, mm-hmm. they found in muon muon it's the the uh it was discovered in 2012 the most small um particle they discover through the science but they're even more in it's endless mm-hmm. so that's where we at today and uh, um so i call it uh air right salgunkut salgunkut means the air kut and it's unseen world so there's a borkut earth kut 
Salgankut, Erkut, um, and then the, uh, the the third one, which is very important, the Motherkut, Iyakut. Um, so the Motherkut is related to uh, genes and ancestry. So that's why I talk a lot about ancestry and encourage people to um, connect, to reconnect, because we were connected already before. Mm-hmm to reconnect to their roots and ancestry, like ancient ancestry who were indigenous to the nature. It doesn't matter which culture you come from, all of our ancient ancestors were very close to the nature. So we need to understand that. Mm -hmm. And in a shorter cycle, which due to to, um, recent events with the colonization and everything um, with capitalism, um, we feel a lot of Western, my, my friends from Western culture, they feel guilty. And then indigenous people, they um, also blame, you know, they say like a white people, right? But I really don't like to separate people into white or, you know, like a indigenous. We're all human being, right? We're all indigenous to Mother Earth. And uh, if we understand more u- about union, like no, how to find similarities between us, and collaborate, do forgiveness, healing, mm. and collaboration rather than separate. You know, we got separated enough these last years. And so Kutsur also says the energy of the three Kuts needs to be in wholeness, not separated, but remain in the u- unity. So Mother, Air, and Earth Kut, they are in wholeness. Sometimes some of the could uh, can get weak. That's why we believe we get sick mentally, mm. mentally first, and then it goes to your body, because the sickness starts from the smaller particles, like a smaller in 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 the realm of muon and then quantum, and then it gets to the larger realms, like a cellular cellular, that more like a pharmaceutical you know, healing area, right? So we take pharmaceutical drugs and we feel better, but we actually just working with the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, um, there are more smaller realms that the shamans work with. So they actually work with the energy and our our thoughts, emotions, moods, and, um, those, are they exist? We believe in unseen world in in Salkankut, the air, and this is very important to to see. For me, for example, for me, the whole life as a three, uh, it has a, like a three energies. Like every single thing, even devices that we created, it has mm-hmm. ancestry. It has a tangible part, which is the body, the material, and it has an unseen spirit like unseen part of it that a lot of people's energy who created that who delivered it you know it's it's like the whole thing um and there's so much energy moving through it from so many different people (laughs) exactly so it's for me it's kind of to see the whole world this way and like my ancestor were saying kutsur exists everywhere in the rocks in the insects in human beings in the moon in in the mouth harp in the water all the elements in in, in, the, in the devices so that helps me to respect the environment where mm-hmm. i am at and um, to understand the nature of things where they come from because we're often why do we consume so much because we don't know how it's made from what is the story behind that right is that material poisonous for nature uh how much energy did it consume to create that material? So we need to be aware of at least the main uh, things that we use and we consume the most in our daily basis. So that will bring bring us into more conscious consuming because we we're, we're as a human beings we consume. I mean everything consumes, right? Everything eats and comforts, uh, but it should be more. Con, uh, conscious and I think we're in a transitional time we're just right now awakening and learning understanding about that and the next step will be a healing process where actually take the actions and then 
and then evolving, which means the evolution, right? More mm-hmm. like a um, going, um, like giving the new handing more clean and healthy environment for our future generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Amazing. Um, oh, I, I forgot to say, there's so many things to say, uh, <laughs> but I forgot to say about Kotsur, the very important part, Sur. It's the uh, ether and through Sur, sound travels. And that's why when we speak or we sing or we hum, we chant, it it, ta- it 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 takes you to uh, straight to the heart you know it, it avoids mind like mind kicks a little bit later mm-hmm. uh, so it goes straight to the heart and then that's why when you listen to music you instantly react you like or dislike that sound or music you know mm-hmm. because you listen to it through your heart which means like through your cells and like through your own nature and then analytic mind kicks in and it 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 has a delay a little bit it's the Mm -hmm. whole process and then you start to analyze why do i don't like right Mm -hmm. or why do i like so it's 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 um sound sound is used in all shamanic traditions in the whole shamanic uh, ceremonies you can see they do drumming Mm -hmm. because drums can alter you and also bring you back to your body because your soul, we believe, travels in a lot of dimensions. You can go to cellular dimension, you can go to molecular dimension and discover there, or you can go to muon, which is the most small to today, and and be there. And you can far you go, uh, the farest you you can go, the chance of being trapped in that loop it's very high. That's why coming back to the body, to the borkut because this is our body, this is our home for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's very important. You need to come back safe in a very gentle way um, with the uploads and knowledge you learned while you were stir- while you were journeying, right? So, and the sound traveling through the sur, mm-hmm. um, it's an important um, teacher, important guide to bring us back. So the voice could be also that guide too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, do you want to close us out today with the mouth harp? Yes. Yeah, I think that that'd be a good way to close close our time together. If you want to talk a little bit about the mouth harp and um, share that with everyone. Thank you. So, um, as I told. I teach people how to open up their own voice, right? Uh, through the Saka singing techniques, but I teach them how to improvise. So mm-hmm. that's my main goal. And I teach them how to mimic birds and animal sounds, to reconnect to the nature and understand the nature. Um, then uh, I teach them how to do rainier breath. It's a beatboxing and more like a working with your rhythm and breathing at the same time. And it might also alter you because it's a breath work. And the fourth one, which is one of my favorite courses, it's a mouth harp. So the mouth harp, um, I teach people how to play with the Saka mouth harp and, and play Saka style and improvise with Saka. Because Saka style is, um, first of all, um, it gives you a lot of um, possibilities in terms of taking the sound it like sound expression right and uh, this material what the saka blacksmith used for saka mouth harp we call that homus it's very very um, um it sounds really clean and rich uh, for example right so this is very melodic mouth harp, which I can sing through. It has very wide vocal range and it's singing through without voice and or with voice. Um, so without voice, you use your palate because when you sing the whole, if you re, uh, aware of the muscles here, 
the whole shape of the mouth uh, stays in a certain positions. And when I chant the vowels, they are in a certain positions. And then I cut off the voice. But for example, I do E sound. And I'm doing it without voice. It stays there and I feel the positions of the muscles. I'm like, wow, this is what is happening to my body. And uh, you can feel it through the mouth heart. E sound. A sound. U sound, which is saka vowel. O. Right, so this is I'm um, um, using my palate. So I'm using palate, and then there is a uh, tongue, the second technique. So I'm doing lo 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 lo, and it imitates, um, it mimics the um, uh, morning lark, the lark bird in Yakutia, in my homeland. Um, so it's very similar to the sound of lark. And the third technique is the nozzle. It's, um, I'm singing it through my nose. And then there is breathing in and out. It's an inhale, exhale. So mm -hmm. you can do rhythm with that too. Right? So it's a lot of things going on at the same time. It's amazing control of the lips too. Right? And the main thing with mouth harp, I feel it. I feel the vibration of mouth harp in my bones, through my teeth, because you put it in your teeth. Mm. So it gently lays in your teeth. I'm not biting it. And then it's amazing control of your hands. Um, in the beginning, it's very tiring to have, um, to, to hold that for a long time. But you have to kind, kind of be stable and not push it hard here because otherwise you will have a metal sound, ding, ding, you know, um, hitting against your teeth or against the body of mouth harp. This is the tongue of mouth harp. And um, uh, for me, it's very therapeutical in terms of you play, you hold the energy, and at some point you might fail. You can, you can hear this metal sound, ding, and then whole energy drops down. <laughs> Rounds <laughs> you, and um, mm. and then and then I continue. I stand. I, I continue playing again. So that's what happens in our life. We may fail, and it's normal. So like keep going, keep going. And for the beginners, when they play mouth harp, they do a lot of metal sound because they learn how to to uh, uh, do the first hitting right, like, and then they have to sounds quite often and they said this is normal in the beginning when we learn something new we always fail <laughs> and it's just like a we learn from our mistakes and then after the time of the training and practicing it just comes so clean and like people start to improvise and then do their own rhythms and i do teach the classical traditional way of of uh, playing mouth harps um and then it's like a foundation it gives you so much confidence. And then after that, you can travel with mouth harp to any dimension um, wow. through the channeling. So I would like to share with you yeah. a little bit my um, improvisational 
composition. Thank you. I will play two mouth harps. Oh, oops. So I, I have four of them and I work with the Saka blacksmith with the Tarabukin brothers. And uh, this is more melodic, this is more for rhythms and it, this has a higher, higher tone. So you will hear that.
Thank you so much. My honor and pleasure. Oh my goodness. I can see when you do performances, do people move ar- around a lot? Like their bodies moving a lot? <laughs> yeah. Because I was just about to stand up over here <laughs> and my body is just feeling the vibration and um, even the the movement of air through the harp, I can feel almost in my body mimicking where maybe it's coming from in your body, like uh, um, like from the belly and like really low into like up into like the throat. Um it's really, really amazing and so healing, so healing, almost like um, things are like un- unwinding, loosening, softening um, texture uh, when you're really in the, the, the rhythm of, of the vibration that's coming out. So, <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, what happens, it's um, you perceive it that you are singing too. And then you unlock a lot of things and you all of a sudden find a lot of hidden skills that is in you. So I believe everyone can do that. It's wow. Just, it's just a, you know, question of time and practice. But when it happens for the first time, the magic happens, like a lot of, you know, awakening. Yeah. Love awakening part of in the human being because that's, the realizing it 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 gives you a lot of energy like explosions in a good way like so a lot of birth of the universes so much (laughs) yeah even like you were talking about all the way down to like the smallest level that we can't really even prove or see or comprehend you can feel that that exists and that it's infinite and it just keeps kind of going and coming and um I could really feel in my like my center line so all the electricity that's running through and all branching out into the the body you could feel that um active yeah so beautiful again the concept of shamanism being everywhere and nowhere like two opposite things happening at the same time we think that it's opposite but actually it's the the one thing working together and mm. happening right now and it's for mouth harp for example or singing one thing we need to understand is to be able to have this out of body effect and channel freely and fly journey to many many dimensions you need to actually center yourself and have a lot of body control mm-hmm. this is this is kind of a paradoxical phenomena that um again you are centered but at the same time expanded yeah at the same time then Mm. the magic happens so Mm. (laughs) wow thank you so much i this was just delightful so lovely i i feel um i feel so i feel so good i feel so nourished i hope that um, you enjoyed your time here as well. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> your 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 passion and enthusiasm is so um, contagious. I can feel it, and I'm really grateful to have found you. And I'm so thankful you came on here to share this with us today. And I now want to go take all of your classes. <laughs> I'm like, so do you teach online and in person, or uh, mostly online right now? Um, so mostly during pandemic, I've been doing only private sessions. And then um, because there were more requests, I decided to do group online classes. And uh, it's been in the beginning very challenging for me because the sitting in front of Zoom, mm-hmm. like in front of computer for five hours sometimes because I would have like two groups coming in one day. And uh, um, so this cycle started in March and I'm still committed where almost finishing four courses that I mentioned before. Okay. And so this is very experimental, very beautiful, more decentralized. I, because I hear a lot from people, I learn from people. That's where I feel also like a student, not only like as a teacher, but also yeah. learn from people because person, every person is so unique. Mm-hmm. And I learn how to 
get into heart of each person through different ways and it's so there those ways are so unique and they have to try this way or this way or this pathway or that and with the private sessions it was just a one person focused on one person and in the group i'm doing multiple like 10 people in two hours mm-hmm. and having short connections of course i would love to share more time with each person in the group classes but it's a physically impossible like i know my energy and um so that's a group classes going on right now and then there are recordings of that and i I welcome people um to watch those recordings too even you didn't attend the uh, online classes uh but it's like a two hours of you know each time each class it's two hours and you have to watch and learn from different people also how they learn yeah. the exercises. And then after 12 lessons, we complete the cycle. Um, and uh, in plants, I, um, I actually um, prepare right now um, pre-recorded videos. And it's very easy for, uh, it's more like a transitional. It's very easy to exercise. It's going to be an app. So you can just push certain buttons and you have in your phone. And you can drive, you can, you can do meditation or you can do, you can do hiking or working at home and still exercising. So it's with you and you don't have to go through the two hours of sessions. Two hours of lessons are more for detailed and watching a lot, but the pre-recorded videos I would like to create and it will have an individual approach, um, it will, I will create an environment where people feel that I am with them. Mm. But one disadvantage of that, I cannot correct or give it advice mm-hmm. right now, right? But I would like to give that opportunity in the future as a group classes, but not 12 cycles because I'm committed and it's a little bit hard for my traveling because I do live performances. And um, in the future, I would like to do short introductions or like a checking in with people and um so that's going to be like once a month or something checking in with people who are exercising the packages i'm going to uh, put on the internet mm-hmm. so packages in the app and uh yeah and then i do private sessions um and uh oh, what else yeah so i have this four four courses i i really really would like to pay, uh, people take from there for their ceremonies they can craft their own daily ceremonies mm. that's what it felt like i was like oh my gosh i want to listen to this mouth harp i'm going to just have to go to this podcast and play that and have it be a part of a you know movement practice or um it, because i felt so much energy moving through my body that sometimes when you listen to guitar or you know, different, different kinds of music, you can feel a lot, but that was like, like you said, just straight, straight to the heart. You could feel it straight all the way to that deep layer. So amazing. So beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And it's the whole body works with that, the whole inner and out, outer muscles. The mouth harp is so unique and mouth harp actually exists around the world many many nations many ethnicities have own mouth harp and they have own names for that mm. and mouth harp it's a, it's a more american name of it jaw harp or juice harp uh-huh. uh, and there is a for example vargan in russia um, in uh, ukraine they call it drimba mm. uh, in uh, um, even in japan japan they have own mouth harp made from bamboo south korea has own mouth harp um india has mouth harp romania so a lot of european countries and it's the first shamanic as one of the hypotheses so this is the first shamanic instrument in the world wow one stringed it came from the bow because we were hunters and then they realized the bow can boom 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 do the sound right mm. and they do they started to do from the materials where they live Mm. metal wood and even there is a the bones from the bones mm-hmm. and also the 
did whales um tusk tusk mm. uh, is it tusk that they like a fil filtering it's a lot of like a hair in, oh. the, right in the mouth of the whale i don't know what that one is called yeah so there are some from the tusks for example of the um walrus mm -hmm. yeah but the, but the whale has this kind of filtering ah. art you can make mouth hard from there too because wow. it's strong and it's very flexible strong and flexible materials are cool blum, blum, blum. and it has the whole dna of that material that animal and the whole ancestry of that animal and the whole DNA of the environment because it was born in, in there, right? It's just yeah. like connecting to that, connecting to this uh, iron from my homeland. It's just like make, makes me feel so blessed and takes me back to my home. Beautiful. It's just uh, magical. <laughs> so magical. Thank you so much, Snow Raven. Um, this has been a beautiful time. Thank you so much. And I'll put down below where everyone can go listen to your beautiful music and connect with you and stay up to date on the app if you want to take courses. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm.